Hello, and welcome to the Bliss Smith Podcast. My name is Katie Smith, and here you will learn ways to find, forge, and follow your bliss by hearing stories from people like you on overcoming obstacles, diving deeply into passion, investing in yourselves and others, and uniting in gratitude to celebrate every last joy. I can't wait for you to listen. And away we go. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Albert. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank it's you a, for coming. It's a Friday. It is Friday. I wish it was a Monday. You, Another manic Monday? You know how I do. No, no. No one wishes it's a Monday. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I'm really happy we've arrived at this point in the week. Mm-hmm. Great. So I would love to hear about you. Sure. Uh, my name is Albert Afon. I am the uh, son of immigrants, first generation uh, Filipino. Uh, as a result of that, I feel like I'm a dreamer. Uh, and as well, uh, I have a lot of expectations to live up to more so because my parents did a lot of hard work to get me here. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The I've met your parents. They're lovely. Yes, you have. I would like to see them again and again and give them lots of hugs. They'll be here next month. Okay. Uh, let's make a date for that. Okay. So um, I like how you introduce yourself because I have learned in in life that it's very easy to s- define yourself by like what you do for work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually just the main one. Yeah. And it's easy to do. And I find a lot of pride in talking about what I do for work, but, um, it's nice to challenge yourself to say like, who am I really? Uh, there was this interesting exercise that was like on an Instagram post and it was making like, I am statements Mm -hmm. and just challenging yourself to really talk deeply about who you are. Even like the, the gross parts, like the, like the uncomfortable, like I am insecure or whatever it is. Um, so who admits yeah. that? Huh? I I guess I guess more and more people making it more comfortable for others, mm-hmm. which is why actually the podcast is happening. That's why we're here. That's why we're here because I want to talk about stuff that is maybe a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but makes people go that they're not by themselves. Which is the most important work I think we should be doing right now. Thank you. Thanks for doing this with me. Mm-hmm. So we are here to talk about a couple topics. Um, I had presented you with a few that um, I was passionate about, and then you kicked back the ones that you were like, yes, let's talk about it. And so the first one was the concept of feeling in life like you're not doing enough. Yeah. And I think that probably anybody I know is going through that in some way, and some people are willing to admit it more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But tell me um, what that means to you and why that resonated. Sure. I mean, since I was a kid, first of all, I injured myself as having hardworking parents. So one, I feel so fortunate to have that example in life, but it really also sets you up to feel, to feel like you're filling big shoes. So since I was a kid, I've had a little bit of that notion, uh, more so being from an Asian heritage, there's a lot of that. Nowadays, in present context, I think social media also has a lot to play in that, 
we all see the very best of the best of what people um, can illustrate. And I think a lot of people feel like they don't measure up. Yes. And, and me personally, I have always felt that way uh, through insecurities. And I have learned over time how to turn that into a strength as opposed to an insecurity. I love that. So like with Instagram, because I've been going through that a lot. I've had, you know, we all have like wonderful moments in our lives and then not so wonderful moments. But I find that with social media, you become competitive against other people. It's like Mm -hmm. now I want to post the coolest thing that's on someone's feed. There's always a challenge. And yeah, and and no one, not a ton of people are posting the low moments. And in some ways I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want to see other people's low moments either, right. but um, it's, it's not real what we're seeing. It has a strong psychological effect on us that these low moments don't exist. And yeah. so we all go to these channels to entertain ourselves, but in reality it has an effect that makes us feel better because we're you know, seeing all these great things, but then it creates this different vision of the world that everything is great and beautiful and delicious food. Yeah. When in reality, um, that's not the full picture. It's not the full picture because there is a ton of that mm-hmm. and life is pretty stinking awesome. But yeah, not every plate of food I have should be on Instagram. No. And I mean, what I, whatever I cook is like pretty great, but like <laughs> it shouldn't be on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. And um, yeah, what do you do to check yourself out of that mode? Because I think it's easy to go on Instagram, go, well, my life sucks, and then either get in a weird competitive tailspin or something. So, is there anything that you actively do to like not allow that to happen? Right. Um... First of all, I think the most important thing is to just be aware that that's a thing. I think a lot of people, exposure is another important thing to see other sides. Traveling to third world countries gives you a lot of perspective. That's an interesting one because it, you know, okay, so I see someone post that they're in uh, Egypt Mm -hmm. on Instagram. You're like, well, I wanna be in Egypt. But, you know, to your point, by actually going to Egypt and expanding your horizons and seeing different things, not for the sake of posting it on Instagram, right. but for the sake of experiencing it, mm-hmm. it probably makes others' experiences less, like, intimidating. Yeah, it's interesting how a lot of people travel to get those nice shots mm-hmm. instead of necessarily learning about a culture and experiencing a regular day in the life and maybe not the fanciest version of things. Yeah, it's been uh, Iceland recently. Iceland, Greece. Greece, oh yeah. Um, Oh, um, Positano right now Mm. is like, you know, the in Italy. So um, yeah, well, and I have never been to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about Philippines, your eyes turn into hearts. Yes. So tell us, give us like your go to the Philippines pitch. Yes, of course. So the Philippines, I would say in the past year or two, there's definitely been a little bit more exposure into how beautiful the beaches are. 
which by the way, most beautiful beaches in the world. You can there quote it is. me. <laughs> Uh, historically, however, there's been a lot of, oh, aside from the beaches, of course, political news. But why the Philippines is so uh, inspiring and gorgeous to me, one, because my family's from there, such a rich uh, heritage, history, and culture, arts, food. Um, but What's your favorite Filipino food? Ooh, that's such a brutal you question. You can't ask me that. Give me like one yeah actually okay. my favorite like soul food thing is like a rice porridge soup thing it's like a chicken soup with rice yeah okay you can't they can't you. not you can't not go like wrong that. okay good but why the the reason why the philippines is so interesting is because it's a group of thousand islands so there's just so much variety in what you can experience the people there are incredibly nice they speak english which is nice um your dollar goes a long way so you can experience so much with not that much, and you get to see the extremes of things. So 99% of the economy is held by 1% of the population. Goodness. So on the same street that you see hundreds of kids living on the street, running around, having the time of their life, you also see Lamborghinis driving down to go eat. Wow. Um, but again, everybody is so happy and so uh they feel so blessed to to even be there so it's something that i feel is very polarizing mm -hmm. to maybe our day-to-day -day here in california certainly a little bit so going there from a very young age i learned how to appreciate things i think instinctively and also to look at the bigger picture yeah that's great thank you Go to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I can I come with you next time. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. Anytime. Yes. Okay. Anytime. I can say salamat, <laughs> which means thank you. Yeah. Did I say it? Okay. That was perfect. Thank you. Um, awesome. Okay. So back to mm -hmm. social media and overall the pressures of feeling like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me more. Sure. So again, at a, I mean, at a younger age, I had this notion, not that my parents were, you know, super mean or anything about that. My parents were actually not the most, uh, like stereotypical Asian parents that would get pissed at me if I got an A minus or something like that. I was not an A student. <laughs> uh, but that being said, they always ha knew that, that they had a purpose for me in coming to America, wanting to live the American dream and for my sister and myself to realize that. And so there were always pressures, a lot of comparison to other um, kids, other people my, my age, making sure that I was at least at the status quo, if not better, especially academically. Mm -hmm. As I alluded to very briefly, I was not the strongest student and my parents reminded me that it was not because I wasn't smart, but it was for a lack of trying, which at the time I had no idea what, what that meant. So overall, I had this pressure to be a great student, to think about my future, and quite frankly, I, 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 I wasn't there. From a maturity standpoint, from understanding who I was culturally, moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, being one of the only Filipinos in, in my schools all the time, even in California. So I, at the time, was trying to understand who I was, and here are my parents trying to help me grow up. 
So fast forward, I go through all of that and I feel like I'm not doing enough because all of a sudden now I have this huge ambition. I was really into music, into dancing, into actually creating music. Similar to social media, you only see the A-list celebrities. So you tend to compare your artwork to them. Right. And in my head, it measured up, but I wasn't getting the same kind of attention or love from it. So it forced me to really challenge how I'm going about my work and not just working hard, but working smart. Mm-hmm. So going back to I'm not doing enough, right? I think a lot of people have this emptiness because of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. If you have a nine to five job, that's one amazing, that's a great opportunity, but it might not be what you want to be doing in your heart of hearts, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people can empathize with. Totally, and I think the people are so lucky that um, are in their nine to five mm-hmm. and really love it um, equal to something they would love like dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so lucky. Again, to shift the perspective, going, going to the Philippines, there's so many people that would feel so, so fortunate to have the opportunity to have a nine to five, right? So yeah. here again, people that are unhappy in their nine to five, just something interesting to look at. I thank you for saying that. That's yeah. actually really important because mm-hmm. I think a lot of this, even like this podcast, it's like, you know, finding your bliss. And what we all have to remember is that that is different in every culture, mm-hmm. in every country, every um, pay scale. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being grateful the whole time right. and making sure that, you know, bliss isn't about like the material thing mm. or the, I'm, you know, one step away from being a celebrity thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, there are different ways to achieve bliss and we have to be grateful for what we have. I think that's the number one key to anything is just being grateful for what you have. Yeah. I think that will unlock so much Mm -hmm. and then you can go on to to the next step. Yeah. No, seriously, thank you for for bringing that Mm -hmm. up. So for the folks that do have a nine to five that still feel like they're not doing enough and they but they don't know what to do next i think number one is being grateful i think Mm -hmm. just taking that weight off your shoulders is actually going to open up a lot more and you're going to see a lot of opportunities but also doing the hard work and challenging yourself well what would make me feel like i'm doing enough yeah i think there's three areas that people should always work on one financial stability two is physical wellness and three is a creative outlet i think those three things if you work on those three things every day you'll actually find solutions to everything else in life Um, because you'll just find happiness maybe bliss What's an example of that for you? Yeah. One out of one of those categories. Sure. So speaking of not doing enough, I always, again, compared myself to foolish things. So I've always had as many side hustles as I can, also because I like ni- nice things. Yeah. Uh, I really admire your hustle <laughs> and have for a long time. <laughs> so my first side hustle was cutting hair. 
I remember back in high school, yes. all of the seniors, they always had the freshest haircuts, and I was always wondering, no way they're paying for all this. So I learned how to cut hair. I love that so much. Right. <laughs> and then I started cutting all of my friends' hair. By the time I was in college, I was cutting all the sports teams' hairs. When we were living in dorms, there was these, you know, group group men's bathroom, and I would have a line going out the bathroom on Thursday nights to get ready for the weekend, right? So that was my first, you know, real that is so cool side hustle <laughs> until I realized they're not paying me enough. This is not worth my time because mm-hmm. you know it would take me forty minutes and twenty bucks or forty five minutes. Not. Did you do any art like lightning bolts or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. You did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do mm-hmm. you think you could still do one? And if I ever needed, I've one? I've done some in girls' hairs too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down for a lightning like bolt. Like a little back fade with a little. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's figure this out. <laughs> Uh, so that was making you money. I mean, it was great. That, that Mm -hmm. was, that was my first exposure to, oh, wow, I can do this on the, on the side and do something for myself that nobody else has control over. And the harder I work, the more that I got out of it. So that was a nice little glimpse into it. Fast forward again, you know, buying and selling clothes, uh, I was a big enthusiast for cannabis, like many people in the Bay Area. I was an enthusiast for cannabis. Yes. Yes, okay. At the time, I mean, we could frame this however we want. Yes. It, it wasn't framed publicly in, in, in the best light. Mm-hmm. However, in 2019, look at us now, it's the hottest industry to be in. And I feel really fortunate that I dove into it with all my heart as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. So three years ago, I dove into the cannabis industry, just trying to figure out how I could add add value. So currently, that's my other side hustle aside from a nine to five. Great, and to bring it back to the mm-hmm. you know the three things, the yep. three things. How does how does that make you feel fulfilled, right. other than money and yes? Um, so getting better sleep or mm-hmm. the munchies or whatever, whatever the kids get. <laughs> yeah. So one, uh, cannabis itself, you know, I'm incredibly enthusiastic about, and I feel like that adds to my wellness overall, but I also try to get some daily movement in. That's actually a more recent thing, but daily movement in the morning and then creatively working on a business. I'm very entrenched in the marketing, whether that's, marketing ca- campaigns, videography, editing photos, stuff like that. And then I also still, I try to make some music on the side uh, as a soundtrack to my life. I must say that you are quite the Renaissance man. And I wish that, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a video of you dancing and I'm yeah. going to put it as a link next to this podcast. I have some very embarrassing ones. People need to see, well, they need to see the amazing stuff, but I oh, would yeah. also like to see the embarrassing Oh, yeah. Ones. I got plenty of good and bad stuff. Yeah. And is it embarrassing because you like fall or no. is it embarrassing because it's like, ooh, that move is not cute? It's embarrassing because the clothes are three times my size. Oh, yes. You know. Janko jeans. Were they Janko? Is that a brand? Hmm. Mm, I'm a little older than you. It was a brand. Mm. The legs were very large. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to put some footage up of you dancing. <laughs> um, yeah. And what have you been doing for physical? Yeah. So 
I used to be very into working out, physical activities, dancing. The past three years actually coincides with the business. I let up on that. Obviously, very strenuous work uh, being on a farm. That was an excuse that that was my physical activity. But as of recently, I would say the past quarter, I'm turning 30 this year. Yes. So I'm taking my health very seriously, and I'm really challenging myself to be in the best physical shape I've ever been in. And I think, again, going with not doing enough, a lot of people beat themselves up over physical appearance, about physical wellness. And I've found so much strength in the little things. Mm-hmm. So holding yourself accountable for, yeah, some daily movement. And I learned also to use the word movement instead of working out. Because working out for a lot of people means going to the gym, mm-hmm. means taking a cycling class. Yeah. When in reality, if you go on an hour-long walk, mm-hmm. if you do 100 push-ups a day. Stretch in the morning. Stretch in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you do that every single day, one, you will feel so accomplished. And two, you will see those changes over time. Yeah. So that, and of course, a more regular lifestyle diet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the diet. That's so, one that gets me every time. And what I'm learning there too is doing the challenge for 30, 60 days of like eating clean, more so to change your habits. But then over time, what you understand or what you learn, we, the, the idea is to learn that you shouldn't beat yourself up over eating whatever. But it's more about choosing what's healthy for your body, what's going to nourish you on a more regular basis, and then having whatever you want, you know, two or three times a week instead of every meal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's an, that's an excellent regimen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I stopped drinking alcohol for the past two months as well, just to kickstart it. Okay, okay. And growing up, I... I'm also a alcohol enthusiast, <laughs> and I learned over these past two months from how I'm feeling that, you know, maybe I'm interested in saying no more, <laughs> more often. Yeah, yeah. I'm a feeling not like crap in the morning enthusiast, yeah. and I and I now I can do that movement because I feel good. Yeah, and I save a ton of money. Ooh, yeah, ton of money. Yeah. And it sounds like, because, you know, we're talking about, like, doing a lot more, filling the gaps in your life, and it sounds like when you're taking care of your mind and body, you're able to do that more easily, Mm -hmm. and they lead to another. It's like eating healthy leads to being able to move, as you say, Mm -hmm. um, which may also open up more creative outlets and things like that. You have more energy to do more stuff. Mm -hmm. But all of this is intentional. Mm-hmm. Right, You have to find that initial time to make the plan of, of what works for you. Yeah. But I would challenge everybody that there's room in your day for anything you want. It's all about priorities. Yeah. And where does the f- feeling of um, not doing enough mm-hmm. uh, start and stop for you like what I'm interested in is like what does a low point look like when you're yeah. like I feel like I'm like n- yeah not enough so as an entrepreneur I think all of us go through those on a daily basis when things aren't at a hundred 
you're not winning, I blame myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing enough because I'm not making this happen. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind myself to be patient with things too. Not mm-hmm. everything can happen when you want it to. Oftentimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. But if you are able to do these kinds of activities to push yourself to be just a little bit better than you were yesterday, mm-hmm. then I have faith that things will improve over time. And it's that in itself is the ability to celebrate. It's like, I feel like I've learned something or grown since yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a small, it could be a large win, but it's at least a small win day to day. And it's the perspective thing too, right? So when I feel like I'm not doing enough, I take a step back and I say, where was I last year? Where would I be if I was living in the Philippines? Yeah. You know, that actually gives me great uh, joy and perspective again to think about, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing enough for myself. And again, I feel good. I think the people around me are happy. So what, what, what more can I be doing? And if there is something, then that's what I can do tonight mm-hmm. a little bit. And I'll try mm-hmm. to do it again tomorrow. You know, I, so I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, how this podcast was birthed actually um and i what i struggle with is i get overwhelmed by it though Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i'm not doing enough to you know share bliss with the world or and then i'm like oh i'm also not like being a great friend right now oh Mm -hmm. gosh and then i'm also not like working out enough Mm -hmm. and then i let it pile Mm -hmm. do you ever experience that yes so growing up i was a serial procrastinator and I've really pushed myself hard to not be as much, mm-hmm. but I totally fall into, okay, I have a lot of stuff to do. I want to be present in the moment, so I'm going to push this off. What helps for me is to figure out what are the important, well, figuring out what needs to be done by a certain time, writing it down, whether it's physically on a piece of paper, writing it on my phone, and then working backwards but you also have to hold yourself accountable for attacking these things every day right i you can't say i want to do these great things and expect to do it tomorrow yeah that's my number one thing anytime i'm talking to anybody that's like i'm not happy with where i'm at Mm -hmm. and i always challenge them well where do you want to be at what do you have to do to get there right if they can't answer that don't even talk to me right now yeah come back if you figure out what you have to do great Start it today. Yeah. If you start it tomorrow, it will likely not not happen. Yeah. That's also why from uh, working out, from, you know, you, you have to do it as soon as you can because the longer you wait, the longer the risk that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I even get like, you know, then I'm going to get old and not be able to do it or whatever yeah. it is. But maybe that's a good little fear to have. Like, no, I do think, it before it's too late. Yeah. I think... And it, you shouldn't beat yourself up over it, right? Yeah. If you haven't done it, you have to be okay with that. Be patient with yourself. Let go of the past because you can't change that. Mm-hmm. What you can control is the next hour. Yeah. How many, how long before you started your cannabis enthusiast business? Um, how long were you thinking about it before you started it? Honestly, not that long. We, I, 
I, I had very lofty goals for myself at 25. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 24, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to push this goal until I'm 25 turning 26. Mm-hmm. Turning 26, New Year's Eve, I am freaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm nowhere near that goal. So I challenged myself, okay, you know what? Then this is the year. This is the year I have to do something. What is it going to be? And I obsessed over it. I thought about it. I talked to people about it. Yeah. And then one of my good friends approached me and said, hey, I want to do this with you. That's another tip for me from, from me is mm. talk about what you want to do. Manifest yeah. it. Because the more you think about it, the more you write it down, the more you talk about it, things will come to you in accordance with that. So And accountability, buddy. Yes. If you put it out there to somebody, chances are they're going to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done anything yet, you look like a dork. And again, even at those points, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. But hold yourself accountable. Do action today. Dang it, I totally beat myself up all the time. Right. Um, but so after that, so a year went by. I, I, I was thinking about a variety of things. I have so many ideas, right? Yeah. It took us about six months to plan it out before we... Uh, we spent money probably like three months after we started planning. Mm-hmm. Invest, started so, investing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So awesome. not too long. Yeah, that's good. Because I, um, I think one of the things about like um, worrying that you're not doing enough is um, the need to do it right the first time. Mm. Um, so, you know, like even for this podcast, I had to buy the equipment first mm-hmm. and then I had to figure out the music that was going to go on it mm-hmm. and then and then figure out like what I was going to say and who I was going to talk to and get the order and then it was like, wow, when you put that pressure on yourself to perfect the whole darn thing, it's going to be create quite the barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, to your point, it's like think about it and start moving towards it. Totally. Yeah. So many people... And not just with entrepreneurship, but doing anything new, mm-hmm. everybody wants it to be perfect because they don't want to look like a fool. Yeah. But there, nobody in history has ever started perfect. Yeah. If it were that easy, then everybody would be doing it, right? Yeah. You, you have to learn. You have to fail. And, and, you know, everybody says that, but until you start piecing together all these things, that's when you realize, oh, when you're looking at the different kinds of music you have to use, it's like, oh, I want happy music. Yeah. Right? I don't want techno as my intro. Yeah. Uh, so then you wouldn't know that until you actually start piecing it together. Yeah. And then you realize, and then you learn. Yes. Oh, this happy music is great. It's a little too loud. Yeah. No. And and uh, to pull a term from the tech world um life is iterative like you can do something and then iterate on it like you don't have to roll out the final beautiful project at the very beginning project or product but um you know yeah i can change my music on my podcast i can um you know do a bunch of different things that i didn't need to worry about perfecting at the very beginning no and same with you know any of your ventures. It's like I want to dance. I want to be a videographer. I want to do all these things. Just start. My first haircuts were horrendous. <laughs> I would show. I would cut my hair. My mom would yell at me. What did you just do? Yes. And you started on your own hair. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. A one all the way around. 
I, so you know this, my mom is a barber. Yeah. And um, for some reason in high school, I felt as though um, barbering was in one's genetics. And so my buddy in high school was like, hey, like, I could really use a haircut. Is your mom available? And I was like, nah, we don't need my mom. I got you. I, in our garage, destroyed this sweet, sweet boy's hair. Just annihilated it. And but it stayed with you, huh? It stayed with me. But I had great form, I believe. You know, mm. I had like the, the fingers and like, you know, cutting across. And yeah, yeah. Got it wet first. I, I bet know. it felt good when you were doing it, too. I felt like, just you know, I was just like a chip, chip off the old block. Like me and mom, same, same Z's. And then she did have to come clean, clean up my mess. So <laughs> As moms do. He did get a haircut by my mom. He just took a little detour first. He really forced his way in there. Yeah. So there, you know, my, maybe one of my first fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't continue down no. that road. That's another thing too, right? If you really, oh, if you really want to be successful at anything, the, the number one solution to that is just don't, don't give up. Yeah. If you keep going, it's very, very unlikely that you're not going to succeed. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would ever have been a really great barber. I would have probably cut a lot of ears on accident. But well, you got to love it too, right? I mean, oh, yeah. how are yeah. you going to do something over and over? That's <laughs> true. That's probably a big part of the recipe is like passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It's like just practicing. So great. What, what else? Um, what else are you? Oh, well, I asked. Okay. So I asked about... Um, you know, when you hit like a low, like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And so how do you mm. um, make sure you're celebrating the moments of and feeling fulfilled, like yeah. stopping and smelling the roses, yeah. if you will, mm-hmm. um, and celebrating your achievements? So everybody has their own anchors. So these are things that when the world is in chaos, you can fall back on and feel safe, feel confident. For some people, that's family. Again, I think uh, working out or something like that, something creative is really good for you because little things to make you feel like they're wins. Mm -hmm. So at my very, very lowest times, what I do is I typically take a walk and I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I talk to myself about what it is, and I actually talk out loud. Nice. Uh, I talk about what it is that I'm afraid of, and I also say what I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. If you, again, going back to being gracious, if you just say out loud what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm you'll you'll the list will be pretty long yes and but again it takes the perspective uh and then all of a sudden the clouds part and you'll feel okay in that moment it might not fix the solution but i just try to get a clear head i rest i get some sleep because you can't do any work Mm -hmm. unless physically capable And then I map out what the problem is and I try to figure out what a solution is. And if I don't know, then I ask for help. Yeah. 
That's great. And then I guess the follow-up is you've, you know, once you achieve some successes, how do you Mm -hmm. make sure that you're, um, you're allowing yourself to soak those in? Yeah, that's a good one. I, you know, I, I've learned how to do that from my peers helping me celebrate. I'm still not the very best at that. I, is it because you're just like, nope, still not doing enough? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not there yet, you know? Yeah. I think I have, I still have huge lofty goals, and there will always be a sense of I'm not doing enough for me. Because I've also, as I mentioned, I feel like I've turned that into a strength to where, okay, once I achieve something, great. There's still a lot of work left to be done. Mm-hmm. I try to celebrate not necessarily milestones, but I try to celebrate my time on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, I every day to me, I feel there's so much uh, joy to spread, and we should celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, people need excuses to celebrate, and it's like, no, you celebrate totally whenever you want every day. Yeah, just well, you're not drinking right now, totally no. fair. But I was like, maybe you just keep some champagne in a holster mm. on your hip and just like at any time like it's time for a celebration i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah and i how i celebrate is typically it's just spending time with loved ones mm-hmm. and figuring out how i can make them feel as happy as i do yeah well and you mentioned that the anchors and mm-hmm. often it's people and mm-hmm. when you said anchors i was like oh it's definitely people for me too yeah. um those are the same people that you come back to and celebrate with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we should all make sure we're finding our anchors. Yeah. That's really important. Mm-hmm. We, nobody can do this alone. Mm. And if you feel alone, I would challenge you that you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I hope, I hope people hear this and know that they're not alone in their um, feelings about anything but in this case feeling like they're they're not enough and they can't do enough right because everybody feels that way yes yes even all of those people with really pretty pictures on instagram especially (laughs) that's why they keep posting one would venture (laughs) to say especially i always found it you know i think robin williams has a few quotes about I forget the specific quote, but like a lot of the entertainers are actually, you know, the most insecure because they feel like they have something to prove. I'm not generalizing for the entertainers out there, but. No, I think that there is a, like a delineation between um, comedy and uh, like depression. Cause I yeah. think it's like a, a distraction from, um, from your inner demons mm-hmm. or, or outer challenges. Yeah. Likewise. I think all of us, yeah, see the, again, the pretty pictures and think, oh, they, they can't possibly feel mm-hmm. the way that I'm feeling when in reality, we all go through the same stuff. Totally. I, I will say, though, I, I even sometimes do it, though, because I'm wanting to demonstrate that I, uh, to, to myself, actually, yeah. that I'm living a... Um, a worthy life and I Mm. don't I don't feel that it's the right way to do it be like here Instagram I'm living a worthy life but I 
I think you get in the practice of going, oh yeah, me too. I was at a lake this weekend, you know? So it's, um, you know, probably some homework for me to make sure that I'm validating, you know, my worth myself with my, with who I care about, you know, my family, my anchors, if you will. Yeah. But it's funny, man. It is a real... Real mind F. My favorite example on Instagram is Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. Everybody posting their meals. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're eating. Nah. No, I care what all, I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> We're all eating the same stuff. That's very true. I actually, I'm, oh, next year, I'm actually going to try to do some type of challenge where it's going to be fundraiser based, but it's going to be about getting off social media during the holidays starting in Thanksgiving. Love that. Going through Christmas. Come this coming up year? Yeah. I'm going to do some some type of thing which will be really fun and will help us spend time with our anchors. Yes. Yeah, I I would love to challenge I mean I could just challenge myself, but yeah, to be a part of a challenge it's like, "Hey, stop for a second and look at the person across from you." Yeah, and we're going to yeah, we're going to do something charitable based and It'll be fun. I like the charity angle. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, in. Got to do some. Yeah. I'm in. What are your um, favorite, not even charities, but like uh, things in the community that you like to participate in or give back to? Yeah. I, so anytime I'm thinking about charitable work, so my mother, she works in the nonprofit space. That's correct. Yeah. In the Philippines. Yeah. So it really kind of goes more towards there, mm-hmm. which I've been trying to challenge myself recently because I've been a nomad for most of my young adult life Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy that I love change I love new experiences I love different cultures Mm -hmm. but I also want to really try to plant some roots Mm -hmm. and use my voice in my own community yes so I'm trying to find more local ones especially one that I've been working with. Well, it's basically to help uh, soldiers with PTSD and using cannabis to help combat that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and wow, like speaking of nine to five and you're lucky if you're able to apply it to something that you're really passionate about, like using, you know, your your hustle for good mm-hmm. is oh. really amazing. That's a must. Yeah. It's it's hard to always find a fit, you know, and the I right guess there fit. doesn't have to be a fit, but just like you it know, makes, especially it has to make sense with the brand and Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And it has to make sense with your own brand, like yeah. the things that you know are really speak to your heart versus like, oh, I should just go do this cuz it's easy or available well, or Again, it goes back to passion. Mm-hmm. First of all, nothing, uh, well, anything worthwhile is going to take time, and it's probably going to be hard. Yeah. So for you to endure that, you have to be passionate about that. That's, and yeah. Uh, so th- is that a local organization, the yes. PGSE? That's a local organization figuring out how to do it a little bit more regularly uh-huh. and really show up for it. Yeah. But typically, a lot of the travel work, it's kind of like whatever my mom wants me to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so she has like events in the Philippines, but she also does some here because there's a very large Filipino population here. So she's actually that's why she's coming in August. <gasps> I'd like to come. She's doing a round. T- you'd be very interested in this. She's doing a round table talking about the current issues in the Philippines with younger Filipino Americans here and doing a live session on how to like tackle these issues or how we might be able to leverage the tools and resources of the Filipino Americans here towards fixing problems there. Wow. Yeah. We should get that info and we'll throw her up on the old uh, SoundCloud link. Yep. Nice. Awesome. Well, this has been really great. Always. Um, Anything else from your heart that you'd like to share? Yes. I am so, so happy that you invited me to this. I think... I'm so excited for you because I know that this is something that you've been really passionate about. And by this, I don't mean the podcast. I mm-hmm. mean inspiring others to be their authentic selves and to celebrate that. And I'm so happy that I can be a witness to that of the very beginning because yes. I know that this is going to be so impactful for so many people that you don't even know. Thank you. And so uh, thank you for having me. Yes. And I look so forward to seeing what this becomes yeah i mean we're we have so many things to do together like so many things you owe me uh personalized um music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mix I do. I do so we have a lot uh, we have a journey ahead of us mm-hmm. yeah i was just thinking while we were setting up i can't wait till you have your own like studio for this yeah where you can really create the space that you want to exemplify the theme I just pictured me running around the room with drumsticks, like, like making sounds and I don't know, like a flute. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so fun, you know, yeah. like something interactive, like what if we just had mics hanging from the ceiling so we don't have to be sitting down we can just like do stuff. Yeah. I think this should turn into more of a, a video thing because yes. you're, you're a presence yeah, and I'm real cute. <laughs> Your presence, I like it. Yeah, like people need to see like my hands flail around. And yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's more to this than several facial expressions. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Um, well, thank you. I am. I'm very honored to have you as well. You know that I think that you have so many talents, and thank you for sharing them with me and everyone else. And Anytime. I know it's the only only the beginning. So, all right. Thank you. Thanks. Toodaloo. (laughs) Toodaloo, do. Boop, boop.